0: The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home.
2: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Family. I am your jubilant host, Numac, coming to you after in Eighth straight Packers victory over the Chicago Bears. And to talk about that comeback win, today is Jordan Tresky.
1: Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. The Packers uh, won, and they temporarily put away our bucket of sadness. (laughs) We closed
2: the lid on the bucket of sadness that had been pouring and overflowing for a few weeks there. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, twenty-eight. I think it was. Yeah, nineteen over the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Um, probably one of the last few games that the Bears would be in Chicago because they decide they want to join the likes of the rest of the NFL world and move to the suburbs. I think into like Arlington Heights. I think is what the suburb name is or something. Yes, but it is. I'm I'm no fan of Soldier Field, and then by no means am I sad to see soldier field goal but you definitely should keep a team in a city it's named after but that's just me uh regardless big big feel good win for the packers today always feels good beating the bears because as always the bears still suck as they drop to three and ten on the year and i believe in line for the third spot in uh in the draft, if I'm not mistaken, I gotta find pull up tankathon Texans. Here. Oh man, they're they're sitting pretty at uh in the second two. spot at two.
1: I was but, gonna say I don't th- I think it could because the Steelers won last week and won yep. again today.
2: Well, like right now it's Texans Bears Denver. So then <laughs> Texans Bears Denver Rams, and the beauty about that is that the Broncos I and Rams so. both don't have their pick. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's some <laughs> NBA draft lottery right there. It yeah. goes totally to a horrible way.
2: Goes to Seattle and Detroit for those two respectively. Good lord. Packers currently sit in the 11th spot, which is take it how you will. We'll just kind of we'll leave that draft talk for a little bit later. Let's yeah, get back man. to the uh to the game. Started off a little rough. A little rough. Wasn't a huge fan of the Packers <laughs> seemingly uh learning nothing. From their Eagles loss and letting uh Justin Fields scamper to a fifty plus yard uh touchdown run. I believe it was uh yeah, fifty-five yards that came at the uh end of the first quarter to put the uh the scoring at ten zero. Packers the Bears first drive didn't go so hot, Packers didn't go so hot, and then that was the uh I think the Bears second drive, if I'm not mistaken. So um, Jordan, I know you were working during it, but we're watching it back after. What did you think of <laughs> what, what were the vibes you were feeling when you saw Justin Fields get untouched for 51 yards?
1: Vibes were great. Joe Barry, <laughs> you know, I if there's nothing remarkable about Joe Barry, it's that, um, or if there's anything remarkable about Joe Barry, I should say. <laughs> It's that he's just a model of consistency. Yeah. Um, whether I'm saying that backhandedly or not, I don't know. I don't really know. But, yeah, I was like, oh, here we go. I even went into this game because obviously there's some question about whether just field to play because he dislocated his shoulder two weeks ago um, and they started Trevor Simeon last week. And I was thinking, like, it doesn't even matter if he could throw a ball. Mm-hmm. he could run all over him. That's right. what they did the, in week two.
2: That's absolutely what happened.
1: Um. So yeah, it was very... I was like, oh, okay. Let's go. Here we go. Here we
2: go, so right? Buckle up, <laughs> buckle up buckaroos. Uh-huh. So at that point, like we had said, Bears led 10-0. Packers drive the field, go all the way down to the... Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure it was... Not a, yeah, down to the yard line it looks like. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mason Crosby ends up kicking a field goal. They get 10-3 and to end the uh, sorry, not, not to end. I, I apologize. After the field goal, the ensuing Bears drive, one of the beginning highlight plays of the defense. Uh, I think it was Razul Douglas forced the, it was. Forced the fumble on uh, Chase Claypool and then Rudy Ford recovered it. Return it for a few yards and big turnover. So definitely stopped them as their drive. That was the middle of a 35-yard drive. Happened right about midfield-ish, um, and big, big swing in momentum. I like, kind of like after this is when the game started to pick up a little bit. Not necessarily this half, but for the rest of the game, um, it was starting to swing the, the Packers' way.
1: Yes, very much so.
2: But regardless of all that. Packers go out on downs, punt it away, and then uh, Bears go for a touchdown. Um, after Jair gets absolutely torched, torched by Equinemius St Brown for fifty six yards. He's not even that fast, you know. No, it's we saw like... him for quite a long time. He's not that fast. He just yeah. I. So, I think Jair got caught flat-footed. Like watching the replay, he like this, went to go turn his hips, and EQ was already gone.
1: Is this where we uh, in- insert his post-game? We can about it.
2: Certainly can. I gotta find it again. Uh <laughs> as we've been talking about the last like few weeks, just our annoyance with uh, with Jair having his uh bravado and bragging about. Oh, good. He has the thing doesn't really show on the field. all um, oh, this was on Nikhil Harry. Oh, I got a I, ha- I have it. I you have st- it? Okay. Let, let Matt it
1: Schneidman. Schneidman?
2: Go for it. I, I forget which one it is.
1: <laughs> uh, of the Athletics. Sorry, yeah. Matt. You're probably not listening, but uh, apologies. <laughs> uh, Jair Alexander, what he thought after giving up that 56-yard catch to former teammate Equanimius St. Brown? Nothing. Man, he is scrub. I can't believe I let him catch that on me. Hats off to him because he did make a good catch. And then, actually, I'll save that one for later because there's another time that he
2: that kill Harry one. We'll get yeah that one too. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll read
1: that one too once once we get to that play. To your to your uh, points, definitely jumped on it and just like stayed a beat too long. And it's stuff like that. Like when I talk about being engaged, like there's a difference between yeah corners are made are play in their position to always get beat right i don't think that was what that was (laughs) i just felt like you're like you gotta lock in i don't know what i don't know if it's a matter like it just seems like a matter of like it's it's eq you've seen him so many times in practices you're probably gonna downplay his abilities I don't
2: really understand the coverage for it either. Because, like, that both plays, this one and the one later to Nikhil Harry, um, Jair Alexander is giving them like 10 yards of cushion before they're out.
1: And then he just stops.
2: Yeah. Like, why not just press him? Because Jair's faster than EQ. He showed it on that play when he caught him from behind and tackled him. Like, why not press him so that he can't get past you as opposed to letting him get a big. Running start, and then you have to switch which way you want to move your hips to cover them, and they passed you already. Like, yeah, it's just a it's a bad coverage, which led to the bad play. But it had happened twice, so it's not all coverage's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. After that, David Montgomery David Montgomery punches it in for a seven-yard touchdown, sixteen-three. At which point, vibes were not the greatest. At least in where my butt was sat, <laughs> there was not not a great vibe. Around it, knowing that uh, we very well could have just let them score at the end into the half if we didn't have a nice long drive. But that's exactly what we got. 13 plays, 75 yards, which ended in a Christian-Watts-Him touchdown pass on 4th and 4 from the Chicago 14. Uh, just really great drive from them overall. It was they I think they got to like third down each time and then just kept getting the uh the first downs. I think one, two, three first downs, yeah, on that drive. Um ultimately going forward on fourth and four and getting that touchdown. Uh not a great defensive play by the defender. Like he if he's looking at Rodgers following Watson, he probably deflects that ball when he's looking at Christian Watson instead. Either way, it's another touchdown for Christian Watson, which is Chef's Kiss. Man's on fire. That brought the score to uh sixteen ten. Bears kneeled out to end the half, um, which ran the last seventeen seconds off the play clock. So very nice drive to make sure that the Bears didn't get the ball back with a significant amount of time to end the half And the Bears the Packers would get the ball to uh, start the half. Second half.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For for once it's the Packers who are late. Uh for once under two minutes going into halftime or at the end of the game.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh the ensuing kickoff wasn't the best. Uh Packers go three and out. Uh luckily the Bears next drive, they go three and out. And then the Packers go three and out again. So <laughs> it wasn't a great start the second half for either team. Um after the Packers second punt the uh Bears go down twelve place, 62 yards, a kick a field goal. Um a lot of running from David Montgomery this one on that drive. Um for the Packers ensuing drive after that uh, field goal that made it nineteen to ten, just a weird score in general. Uh, a couple of big plays from the uh, from the offense. I should say big plays rather. One big play that drew a penalty. A couple of rushes for AJ Dillon didn't do much, and then um, Christian Watson, fifteen yard uh, catch for a first down. But then uh, there was a penalty on. Bears defender, I think it was uh, Jones. Jalen Johnson, yeah. Jalen. Or J- uh, Jalen, yeah. Jalen Jones. Jones, yeah, Jalen yeah. Jones. Um, pass interference on Christian Watson. He just didn't play the ball. Christian Watson could have caught it, but he was in the way. Thirty-eight yards brought them to the Chicago twenty-six. Um, defensive holding where the uh, Bertaco pretty much took Cobb's jersey off of him. His like mm-hmm. neck. Is like his what's what's this called? His Collar. Uh, horse his, Collar? Yeah, the, the front of his jersey. The front of his collar and his jersey was down near his chest. Like, he was it was a big old. So, an extra five yards led to a 21-yard rushing touchdown by A.J. Dillon on the next play. Um, Really great day from A.J. Dillon. Like, this is the first time we've talked about him, like, in this little recap. But he was chunking out yards all day long today.
1: Fantastic, especially with Aaron Jones... Hobbled.
2: That um, be the best way to say it. Hurt his shin. I think is the what he's dealing with.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll save some discussion on that later because it was incredibly confusing watching this. Yeah. Like, I thought he's out. Wait. He, he he's a back in, and then it's like he's on the side. It was like Bakhtiari, uh, Giants game. Yeah. Where it's like he's out for the entire second half until the final drive. Right. It's it's little stuff like that that happened. Anyway, more so on AJ Dillon. Definitely best game by far. I thought he really—it was just kind of vintage AJ Dylan, if you uh-huh. can say that about a third-year guy, I guess. <laughs> um, but like he was just muscling out out runs and doing a little bit of everything. When you're taking up the slack with Jones hobbled, um, I just thought he kind of, especially on a drive coming up, he really saved the Packers. Like, just keep the engine going. Yeah. And that's all you need at that point when the comeback was starting to kind of slowly roll in their direction.
2: Right. Absolutely. Um, We'll veer off for a quick second. Um, Someone in the Discord asked just to the group, what would you think of if Adrian Dillon was the lead back next year, knowing that the Packers have a significant decision to make with Aaron Aaron Jones's contract at
1: 20 million? I would probably be satisfied but not comfortable because you'd probably go into a more like scat back Aaron the, the beauty of Aaron Jones is that he's kind of both right um because he's I mean he's just incredibly talented hit over 5,000 rush yards which also seemed ridiculous
2: yeah because, top like, top four in the franchise I believe
1: yeah um yeah you kind of need like a scat back kind of change there would they'd obviously go after like a change of pace kind of guy um but I don't think I would hate it. I just think I think it's very it's a lot easier to load up against A j. Dylan than it is Aaron Jones, and that I don't think that's really a demerit. It just kind of speaks to how great Aaron Jones is and how kind of traditional like the bulldozer bruising type running back that a j. Dylan kind of profiles as, that right I think depending on who is the quarterback, um, it would it could be a hindrance if they if they are competitive and we're talking about playoff BO you know, football next year, which who knows? Who knows?
2: I think what I said is that would be um wasn't cautiously optimistic. It was something of a combination of those two for the sole purpose of like I'd be nervous to see how he would do because we haven't really had the, the chance to see him as like a full lead back in uh in this i guess in his time essentially but i think he could do it i'm back in this quarter. i'm i'm optimistically hesitant is what i said because it'd be a difficult transition i think because you're losing a lot in aaron jones if you have to get rid of him
1: I also say we should also say this with the context of they're playing against to Bears defense that is very yeah like very young inexperienced. So any, thin, any like they have injuries, <laughs> yes, especially. So any impressions or like that you have of this performance to it, mm-hmm. it's a little skewed,
2: right? <laughs> um, super off topic. I was looking at Packers all-time leading rushers, um. Aaron Jones is on the precipice of um, going into third, going uh, ahead of John Brockington from the 1971 the Brock. and the 70 era. So what the Brock is uh, cooking? Packers. How many rushing yards do you think Aaron Rodgers has in his career? Aaron Rodgers? Yes.
1: I mean, probably a lot. <laughs> it's way more than I ever would have guessed. 2,920. He has 3500
2: rushing yards. Oh my
1: lord. <laughs> it's a
2: lot of rushing yards.
1: Like he he was a scamper.
2: Right, like he did a lot of scampering. He's had Edgar Bennett. He's ahead of uh He's only he's actually as of I think Who's he trailing? I was I was getting there. As of okay. this game, I don't think they've put that into Yeah. Pro Football Reference yet. He is Tied with Eddie Lacy.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Tied with I don't Ed- know what that speaks to. Tied with Eddie Lacy, oh uh, a couple hundred
2: yards behind Paul Horning. Like, I don't think he cracked the top what? ten. No way! <laughs> yes way, dude. <laughs> that is not
1: true. Paul Horning has
2: 3,700 uh, rushing yards.
1: I guess, like, Paul Horning did a lot of different other things, but, like,
2: he also had 104 games and Rodgers has doubled that amount of games.
1: That is true. He was also suspended for gambling for years. So. Was he really? <laughs> didn't so know that. Was, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah. I was just kind of curious. I was looking at that today and I was like, I didn't know Rodgers had that many <laughs> rushing. Numbers. Yeah, Paul Hornung had 37.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. The most yards Paul Horning, I know this is devolved into uh, Paul Horning into right Packers history which makes sense yeah.
2: given that they became the most winning this team in NFL history today
1: there we it's nice segue right there yeah, guess right. how many you want to hear the most yards Paul Horning rushed for an, an entire year how many games right? were they playing 12 12 <laughs> 600 681.
2: (laughs) It wasn't going to be a thousand.
1: (laughs) Granted, like Jim Taylor was doing a lot of. Yeah, Jim Taylor was overlapping, but I'm guessing now Jim Taylor didn't run for all that much if he was doing all that stuff. Well, I take that back. Take Take it back. back. (laughs) 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 Yeah. He had five five straight years where he rushed over a thousand yards. Jim Taylor is second in the era in Packers history. That's also uh, yeah. It's 84. also the era where the fullbacks were like actually used as fullbacks. Right. Right. And so he ran through people, and after they smoked marble reds and that's right. drank Miller High Life. That's right. So
2: raiding it back in, uh, getting back to the Bears <laughs> game. Um. Ensuing Bears' drive is where I believe the um, the second Jair pass comes in. First play from scrimmage on the Chicago 23. Uh, Fields rolls out left, absolutely launches it to Nikhil Harry for 49 yards, catching it over him. Uh, again, it's, if it's happens twice, it's probably not luck. Um, this is from Ryan Wood, post-game. Step inside the mind of Jair Alexander. What did he see no, on... I don't. <laughs> what did he see on the 49-yard catch allowed against Bears bar receiver Nikhil Harry? Quote, man, that was lucky. The rest of the quote follows, quote, I was getting ready to pick that one too. I was getting ready to pick it, but then he held the ball and then he ran somewhere. And then he, as he's running, I'm looking up on the jumbotron and I'm like, wow, he really just threw it. So I'm like, oh, snap. It was my first time ever seeing a ball get thrown on the Javitron while I'm running. It was crazy. Like, <laughs> what a wild freaking quote.
1: Remember the last, um, at the first Bears game of the season, we were celebrating, like, Jayers like, <clears throat> like that weird noise that he made. Yeah, oh, I do <laughs> remember that. Breaking down his interception. Oh,
2: yeah, like... What a crazy like that I I see what he was trying to do when he was trying to break on the ball but you have to be good enough as the highest paid re- secondary player on the team to not jump a ball like a, a route that hard like you have to know he's going to throw before you step the, a whole step in front of your receiver you're covering so regardless that was the uh the big play that drive well, I'll say second biggest play. After that, Bears go... Uh, one 2 three on third down. Don't get anything. Fourth and four. And they get a blocked field goal. Dean Lowry gets a single... A single finger on the ball... To block the field goal and... Uh, have the Bears come up with nothing on... That... Um, on that drive. Packers take over. Go kick a field goal of their own. Uh... Time's starting to wind down here for the uh, for the Bears, coming to about the end of the uh, end of the fourth quarter ish. Time it's probably about five minutes left. It's it's getting down to it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen, almost like Jalen, Justin Fields,
1: four, yeah, four forty nine left. Yeah, uh, going into the that drive.
2: Mm-hmm. Throws a uh, a ball over the middle to uh, EQ and. Man redeems himself. Jair Alexander intercepts it, setting up uh, a great field position for for the Packers at their own 32. At which point, uh, deep pass to Christian Watson for 20 yards. AJ Dillon run for three. Two minute warning. Packers need to ice this game out, and they do that very well as Christian Watson runs for 46 yards off the end of the tackles outside and just flies into the end zone essentially literally also flies as he mm-hmm. starfish dives into the end zone and i held my breath hoping he didn't hurt himself <laughs> fair but, fair how this season started with him exactly uh post game matt lafleur said that adam senovich was in his ear telling him that that play would be open and that um rogers asked lafleur if they should score if they have if they can and they said yes. Like, given the timeouts that the Bears had, absolutely score. So that's what led to. I think it's Watson's
1: uh, eighth, eighth, eighth touchdown of the year. Ninth. Ninth. Because he had the the rushing touchdown earlier. Oh, let's see.
2: Right. I, he did have the one like early, like his his first one in the uh, in the season. <sighs> yeah. Of his career, essentially. Um. It says he has six, but I don't think that's right. Because he has one, two, three, six three, four. Six receiving, five, two
1: seven. rushing, right? Um,
2: Two rushing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He has nine total. Yeah. Ah, yep. Because okay. he had a th- receiving touchdown. He had two touchdowns today receiving today and rushing today. One last week. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Yep. So nine total touchdowns on the season. Um, This was probably a great time to talk about uh, the Christian Watson rookie of the year case because he definitely has one is I think where we're at. I would say the running right now is Kenneth Walker, Christian Watson, and maybe Garrett Wilson for offensive rookie
1: of the year. Garrett Wilson's making a run. Right. Um, there's someone else that I feel like is in the running and I'm forgetting. Receiver
2: or running back? Feels like receiver? Lave for mm. for the uh, Saints.
1: Then again, I don't know his... That'd
2: really be the only other like two receivers I'd put ahead of Christian Watson if he was to... Um, win rookie of the year but for what it's worth Garrett Wilson um I believe this includes his uh his game today yes it does um or it maybe does regardless 50 receptions for 650 yards and four touchdowns from Garrett Wilson um Kenneth Walker has uh nine total touchdowns on the year it looks like Yep, with 613 rushing yards, tied for sixth in touchdowns. Um, averaging 4.5 uh yards a carry. Christian Watson on his uh receiving stats has 22 re- receptions for 350 yards and now seven touchdowns uh receiving and two rushing, averaging 16 um yards per reception plus he has his two rushing touchdowns that he has, which rushing isn't a big thing in his stat sheet besides the 46-yard the run today, but he does have the two touchdowns from it. So,
1: Bill, Yeah, Bill's the case for your
2: all-purpose yards and stuff like that. Exactly. So if you're going to essentially make the case for him, you'd say uh, nine touchdowns, I think 400 yards, and um 25 receptions because i don't think the um yards everything are populated from today Mm. so regardless like i think if he continues on this pace and if he keeps getting the end zone week after week after week like he has for the past month then the november offensive rookie of the year which is what he was named last week probably has a good chance at winning rookie of the year
1: I mean, he's building the case. He's got to keep it up. The the fact that he's been was afforded this the eight week grace period where he had to figure things out and stay Mm -hmm. on the field and all that stuff. Like, it kind of helps him that he's been able to have this crazy run, but sustain it too. Because like, it's not he's not. It's you could say they're not flukes, but like they're chunk plays that he's doing off of. But even a game like the Eagles last week, where he's not, it's not like he's blowing up these big plays or right. finding scenes. or it was just like it's Rodgers finds them in the end zone, you know, like right. half of the plays. So that's the thing, like for me, is that we even talked about last week is like it's not just the fact that he's could be their future number one receiver, he is their number one receiver right now. Right now, yeah. Yeah, by it's, far. It's
2: been nice that, like, the second Dobbs went out and it was yes. really bad. Like, that Lions game was, like, the rock bottom of the season that the next week, like, Christian Watson is, that, is when he exploded. Like, mm-hmm. it was the 15-9 loss to the Lions and then that's when the next week was when Christian Watson had 100 yards and three touchdowns. Yep. So it's been nice to have both of those guys individually be on a good pace to be a good rookie of the year candidate. It's going to be really exciting when they're both healthy and can make some waves in this
0: league. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Learn more at marines.com.
2: So I, I think like if he keeps it up, like I think if he scores in two of the next four games or three of the next four games, I think he wins it because recency bias partially. And the fact that, um, he's just so much better as of late than, than Garrett Wilson is. And he has double touchdowns despite half the receptions and half the yards.
1: Yeah.
2: And like, that makes sense. He was out a lot in the beginning of the year. <laughs> like and he yeah. still has more touchdowns than these
1: guys. So I have some fun trivia. Okay, go for it. Can you name the last Packers player? There's been three <sighs> Packers players that have been named NFL rookie offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Can you name the last one?
2: Uh, I think it was Eddie Lacy. You're correct. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I don't know where I saw it, but I, I saw it somewhere, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that was would have been my my guess anyways, because they haven't drafted any then, good enough then, first <laughs> round like any good enough players that were good throughout <laughs> their career than Eddie Lacy. <laughs> yeah.
1: who was it before that? Was it? uh we're going back. We're going back to Brockington. <laughs> uh, Boy, then Boyd Dowler. <laughs> what? Hmm. Boy, who was the first one? Boyd Dowler, tight end. Boyd Dollar. He's the guy that got hurt that opened it up for Max McGee to go crazy in the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl, of course. Mm-hmm.
2: Who else other than Boyd Dollar? Boyd Dollar. We're getting into uh, baseball wacky name territory, so why don't we hop back into the uh, end of the game? <laughs> um, I guess you do. You have, unless you have anything else that to add on Christian Watson's offensive rookie of the year candidacy. I mean, or case rather
1: it would be it would be it would be a nice recognition amid all of the whole just disappointment this season has been because he is legit uh all the fades about like whether he, he fixes fix his drops um or i don't know all the the i guess there were questions about his health to coming into his gear um obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, how he started the year too that kind of played into it but yeah I think if he were to somehow win it um it would be a nice little salve on a incredibly crushing disappointing <laughs> year so far right
2: like I think it's
1: just it would be
2: a nice consolation if Christian Watson was able to earn that recognition for the uh for his year, but yeah. that uh it would just be a, a nice runner's up essentially if we end up missing the playoffs, which likely we will. And yes. all in all just not having to be totally sad going into the uh into the uh the offseason. Mm-hmm. I think I saw something today about uh what would have happened or what the timeline would have been. If the Packers, or if Packers fans hadn't bullied Christian Watson to change his number from 82 to 9.
1: <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. It's a thing. And he's faster than Don Beebe, folks. To him.
2: faster than Don Beebe, and he's certainly better than Richard Rodgers. No. <laughs> but all right. Let's get back into the game. Uh, that made the Packers lead 26 to 19 after a uh, two-point conversion from Big Dog Mercedes Lewis. Dog. Big Dog. Um, ensuing drive, Bears need to get going uh, with about two minutes left. A minute, one minute, 51 seconds essentially. Um, Packers start playing a little prevent. Some penalty issues with the, um, the Bears and inevi- inevitably. Uh, Justin Fields throws his second interception of the day, which was to uh, Keyshawn Nixon after he, Keyshawn Nixon let his man go towards the corner of the field, got like the five-yard line-ish or so. And then uh, Nixon makes a great break on the ball, picks it off, gets two feet in, end the game essentially. Rogers kneels it out. Packers get their eighth straight win over the Bears. All in all, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Wanna talk about defense a little bit? Because I feel like we didn't talk about the defense enough.
1: No. Um No, you don't want to talk about defense? sir. <laughs> I don't do there, but we have to. <laughs> uh, I I meant let's I yeah, I yeah, let's go. Or do you want to talk about you wanna talk about the offense some more because there's no, the no, no same... I was gonna say I meant we should talk about the. We haven't talked about defense. Let's talk about the defense. That's why I was like, yeah, no, I did the Bud wave. The, the Bud
2: thing. Yeah. Um, despite holding the Bears to 19 points, like they made their stops and they needed to, the same old warts showed themselves today. Like 71 yards for Justin Fields, granted, 49 of that, or, or no, I'm sorry, 55 of that came on that one touchdown run, but 60 yards for, uh, Dave Montgomery and 20 yards for Darrington Evans, who wasn't a big factor, but when he was a factor towards the end of the game, he was showcasing his um <laughs> his impact. Like we should come on be...
1: down, just run run through the <laughs> the Packers. Just, just, yeah,
2: just run through the Packers defense. But all in all, like 155 yards total rushing for the Bears. Like they just they, they couldn't stop
1: it again. 8.2 yards per play had more total yards than the Packers offense, and the Packers offense is pretty good this today. Yeah. Uh, on less plays too. 50 plays, 409 total yards. Oh, it, it sucks that a lot of that comes on those two gyre plays. A
2: hundred yards comes from the yeah. two gyre plays.
1: Yes. Um just fields only had five incompletions, and two of those are interceptions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's the thing, is he could look at the takeaways and I believe I don't think they've had that definitely has to be the most takeaways they've had in a game this year. Three. I think so. I mean, they have not had there. a lot. Yeah. They haven't had like lot.
2: They haven't had a plentiful amount. So yeah, I think three is probably.
0: Yeah,
1: probably there. Um, But yeah, as you said, those masks, just how easy it was for the bears and it didn't matter if it was Dave Montgomery, just Fields, or... I mean, Ch- Chase Claypool was like a non-factor. It was EQ making those big plays. It was... Cole Komet was kind of a safety valve for Fields at times, too, and mm-hmm. did pr- largely whatever he needed to. Right.
2: Yeah, I yeah, think... Yeah, just, just super ahead.
1: frustrating. Yeah,
2: definitely frustrating. It, I The one, like... I won't say, don't want to say, like, one bright spot, but definitely a bright spot, was seeing uh, Devondre Campbell back. Yes. He looked like he was helping a lot when it came to um, when it came to stopping the run I feel like every
1: like stopping the run coverage his shoe like he was yeah. it was like the little things that like you hope someone could fill and he's obviously how many years he us? like four five
2: uh, I think it might have been
1: five Um, it's one of those things where you don't realize what you're missing until it's gone kind of thing so -hmm. then when he comes back it's like oh he just just makes things easier for a lot of people because it's not it's not necessarily something that you're asking wanting to have quay walker do all the time as we saw over this stretch right um it's just it's it's a different kind of thing when you have a veteran that knows how to play the game and can do just do a little bit of everything for them
2: Mm -hmm. uh that's four games he got hurt in the buffalo game Mm. so um, yeah, like I, I feel like, like any time there was a stymied Bears rushing attempt by like, Dave Montgomery, mostly because they, they didn't really plan a lot of like planned runs for Justin Fields. He had a couple, but not too many. Um, but any like run by D- Dave Montgomery was snuffed out by Devontae Campbell a good amount of the time in this game, which was nice to see from your your green dot middle linebacker in on your defense like yeah i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and say that like man if dre would have been in there i'll see like these last four games maybe we don't lose uh three or three of the four of them and maybe the playoffs 500
1: yards to the eagles last week
2: right or like maybe that's they're not totally out of the playoff picture yet but i don't think that's going to be the case like if he plays versus Detroit, defense wasn't the problem that game. That was the offense. Yeah. Like, we beat we beat the Cowboys. <laughs> the middle, like, rushing wasn't the problem against the Titans. That was letting up Tannehill passing yards. And then maybe he helps against the Eagles last week. Maybe. But...
1: I think he would help some.
2: I think he helps some, but I think that they Not still all. find, like, the way to win that game. Like... Like, I still, I still like the Eagles find the way to win that game. Like, maybe he doesn't. Maybe uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't have 150 yards rushing. Maybe he has like 120. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one of those big like 25, 30 yard runs he has doesn't happen. But
1: take away those chunk plays.
2: I still think that they win that game regardless. So it helps in knowing that he can help the run. Be better, but it's not like they were good at stopping the run before that, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it just thinks that they're starting to kind of get healthy, and they're kind of playing well. Like I thought they played well last week, and I think they played well this week. It's just kind of the way those their games offense, shake up. I mean, their offense is like is founded. humming. Yeah, yeah. Like they've scored um, in part because of Watson too. Right. Like I think it's in ninety-five percent because of Watson. Because mm-hmm. since his explosion, they've scored uh twenty seven points or more in every game. Yep. So as opposed to uh nine, seventeen, twenty-one, ten, twenty-two going back to the New England game. So yep. in their five game loss streak, they did score more than twenty two points. So regardless, yeah, I think there's optimism on um, from the offense, but the defense is still being held back by everything we talked about in prior, prior uh, podcasts. Yeah, for sure. You want to talk quarterback? Let's let's talk about it. Packers going into a bye week. I <laughs> got a little salute going. Aaron Rodgers doesn't doesn't. You never date. know when
1: it's your last tot, you know.
2: <laughs> Jordan, of course, referencing that uh, Aaron Rodgers was a little bit. Uh, I don't want. I don't know the word. Not not dramatic. Nostalgic. I don't want. It's not nostalgic either. I think it's. I think it's sentimental, knowing that this could yeah. be the last time he could own the Bears in their in their building. But he said it last year. He said it in prior years that you just don't know when you're gonna play your last game out of place. And I think that it looks like Jordan's kind of sick of it, rubbing his hands in
1: his face, <laughs> trying to. <laughs> Just get through the end of the year and don't pull this shit. I'm sorry. It's just like wh- when you do this, I understand, I agree with it. You never know when it's gonna be your last game against the Bears or at Lambo and all these little things. There this is year, this is the third year straight year, fourth mm-hmm. straight year. Third. I hear the car the carousel starting to pick up. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm done. You can't, like, all of these things kind of ring hollow when the season has been as bad as it has been. Right. You know, because I was like, oh my God, if Aaron Rodgers never leaves or retires, what are they going to do? They're going to be really bad. It's like, well, they're bad with him right now. It does not right. matter. So, okay, I get you're wistful and all these things. Just, Get through the end of the year if you're going to play the rest of the way because you never know.
2: Right. Uh, Matt Schneeman talked about uh, or talked to Aaron Rodgers after the game and asked him if Chris- Christian Watson's um, me- meteoric rise had anything to do or will have any sort of thing to do or will have any weight in his decision to return next year if he wants to. And he went on this tangent about how when he yes. left. when he he left Cal coming out of college, he could have went back with Deshaun Watson and played another year with Marshawn Lynch and that it just, it all like it's just stuff to think about kind of stuff but he ended with, ended the quote with, and it was kind of thrown away into the larger scheme of the question, was that there has to be mutual interest and I don't think he meant mutual interest from Christian Watson I think it meant mutual interest from the club which is interesting, but I don't see the Packers eating his dead cap, like, big number. But I don't—I guess you can't rule everything out. Like, I I don't think the Packers move on from Rodgers next year by their own choice. I think if Rodgers is not the quarterback next year, it's because he's
1: retired. It's a mutual—it's either he's retired or someone's going to give and say— I want to play another game or I want to play another year, but I don't feel like this is the year or this, the team that can bring me to a Super Bowl. Right. the only person that can ever do that is Aaron Rodgers. Right. So stop doing this again to me and everybody else. (laughs) Just play the game and just stop. I'm just like, I cannot. I hear it. I hear the, the, like just everything going on. Yeah. Yeah, and of course they will dominate our first like ten thousand off-season podcasts because there's going to be will. a lot. Yeah, it will.
2: Um, I think it's definitely worth looking at how it's handled going into the bye week and into the rest of the year. Yes, because I guess we could talk about playoff hopes a little bit right now. They're slim. Rob Duvosky said that ESPN sets and it still has them at four point eight percent. Um, Bing. I'm. I'm not exactly sure what the scenarios need to be, but just looking at
1: <laughs> just just looking at the standings, the scenarios I'm, that make that a four point eight percent.
2: I'm trying to to do the best for our listeners, Jordan. I'm going to try yeah. to to get through what it needs to happen, and. After the Commanders and the Giants tied today, both sit at seven. Or one sits at the Giants are at seven four and one, and the Commanders are at seven five and one. The Packers are at five and eight. If they win out, they can only get to nine and eight. The yep. um, Commanders have a bye next week, like us, and the Giants play like more games, right? Like play every week the rest of the way. Neither one of them can get to nine wins. If they do we're out so in essence if the commanders they can't lose next week because they're on by but if the giants win next week they'll be at eight four and one and then after that i think any sort of um any sort of win it basically puts us out Right now the last five or last three in are the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Seahawks. So the same thing with this like on the Seahawks side. Like the Seahawks need to lose out pretty much four of their last five games. And so do so do the um, the Giants. We're basically and if if we're really going down this road of the Packers have a playoff opportunity, which I am not, because I think they no. get absolutely handled by the, the Vikings, regardless of all of this. And yeah, the Dolphins. And the Dolphins. I hope we're not the Lions. Um, then it doesn't matter anyways. But with all that being said, the Packers, no matter what, have to win out. But then need a lot of help from the other scenarios, which includes the Giants, Seahawks, and Commanders, all just plummeting and bombing their season essentially and like the seahawks have panthers niners chiefs jets and rams so like i don't see them losing two of those games like <laughs> no. or I'm, I'm sorry i don't see them losing five or four of those games because ram stink panthers stink and i think they have a chance with the the middle three like I still think they're that bad of a playoff team to where they'll lose four of their five. But with all of that being said, likely we cannot be eliminated next week. But going into the Rams game, we could see routers one more time. They'll know. They'll know what they fate. need, what they need to do, or what they'll, they'll know their fate a lot better and clearer than they would after going into this week. And so, if that's the case, in they let Rodgers let's love play the last three games. If, like, say, say they don't know going into the Rams game. They have to play to keep their chances alive. I would imagine they play Rodgers and then play. well, then play by ear. If they're limited after the Rams game, I think I'll tell you a lot about the future of how they're planning on this team being. If Rodgers plays versus if love plays, if Rodgers plays, I don't think he's going to come back. Like, just vibes-wise, knowing that he's open to it, from what he said, which, like, kind of would make you think that he's being okay with it. But if I think if love plays, we'll see Aaron Rodgers again in the Packers uniform.
1: I think what they should do, this is just my suggestion. During the Rams game, let's say middle of third quarter depending on the, the game state. If they're losing the moment that they start losing the first play that Aaron Rogers goes on the field, he's airlifted out of the stadium and he's <laughs> waving goodbye. You really don't want him back. Do you? I just, I, I, I am very, I salute what he has done. I salute. <laughs> Um, what he's done, I just just stop. Just don't you can't do this. You can't kill what's already dead. Right. That's my pack my Aaron Rodgers appreciation, I guess. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I am ready for a new era. Despite today's fun win and everything. But I I don't know. I like I'd, I just want to know what we have in love for next year. Like I'm fine with Going with Rogers into next year, and then playing Love is like, and then getting out of the Rogers deal because we have the potential out after next year. But, um, I I don't know, I don't know. I think
1: I just I think ultimately where I am at seriously because I I know I was kidding about the airlifted on airlifted out of stadium. stadium. <laughs> there he goes, Air Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: Um flying to Costa Rica to go do some more Aya. I just would like just rip off the band You know It'll never happen that way. Unfortunately. I just don't think it does. Like Rogers mm-hmm. is too Rogers is too dramatic for it to happen that way. Like he likes thinking and drawing things out way more than we want him to.
1: But I think that's what would ultimately how things would happen because it has been drawn out this whole saga, mm-hmm. yeah you know I mean in years past. So when it happens, it's gonna be very just like, oh you know, like it's happened. I think it won't happen
2: before the draft. Like either of the years. I think there'll be talk. There'll be like Rogers is having some serious discussions on whether or not to continue playing football. And then we'll hear that for Months and then one day we'll hear it. Fiji
1: and he's his hairy hands have touched the football. <laughs> it's like yeah,
2: <laughs> throwing a <the> coconut around. <laughs> so coconut. regardless, yeah, I think it'll it'll play a big deal to know who plays the final like three games for sure. Because like I said, I don't think we're playing like, in the playoffs or any of that. So no, but um, anything else, Jordan? Do You want to talk about anything else. We had a couple of big fence plays today. Not a, not a whole lot of returns, especially teams. He seems to be getting better in coverage. Pat O'Donnell had a punt, which was a big, big surprise.
1: Keyshawn Nixon, probably a keeper. Done well, a lot of good things. He's th- their kick returner and did pretty well as their slot guy.
2: I think they had to keep both Rudy Ford and Keyshawn Nixon next year, which will be hard given where this team is at cap wise, but they have both proven their worth quite well this year. And I'd rather play. Both of them over Darnell Savage at this point.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: I think Amos is a free agent too. If I'm
1: not mistaken. There's something, yeah. Um, hopefully we see Romeo Dobbs by the. It would be nice to see him and Watson together. I think absolutely we're
2: seeing him next year because next, or, or next, next week,
1: next week or next <laughs> next
2: game. Sorry, next game because yeah. he was practicing this week. Looked good. And he was, like, like... He got ruled out on Friday or Saturday. But um, he looked pretty darn close in practice on during the week. So I think they were just like, don't rush him back. Let him get the extra week with the bye. And then bring him back for the final four games. Especially with the high ankle sprain, too. Yeah, just let him get that six weeks. So, yeah. It'll be nice to see all of the receivers, knock on wood, healthy. That, uh... For them to make their final four game push and hopefully make some uh, some nice nice plays. Mm-hmm. Um, next week they're on a buy week fourteen bye. As much as I've begged for late buys when they were good, this sucks now that it's this late <laughs> the season. Now it's like just delaying the in- inevitable end of the season. Um, we will be doing a mailbag. So we will be announcing that mailbag on Twitter. Uh, likely, as you're listening to this Monday or Tuesday, send us your um, your questions for the season. You can ask us about um, what we think we should do for the quarterback situation, which kind of we've already talked about. Um, decision on Aaron Jones. Just general talking points where we think we need to improve in the draft. Any of your NFL questions, we can you could ask stuff outside the Packers stuff too. Who think someone's win the Super yep. Bowl? Um, favorites coming out of the AFC as the Bills regain the first spot in the AFC today. Um, any of that stuff. I want to hear some questions from you? My first mailbag as a podcaster. I hope it's a mm. special one. I know you're well versed in a mailbag, Jordan.
1: I am, <laughs> but to see someone experience this with fresh eyes, it always takes me back. Warms your heart. <laughs>
2: Yeah, keep an eye out for that. That might be coming, or that will be coming um, this week, and then we'll record later in the week for that. Um, promotion time. As always, join the Discord. GSP info. There's a Discord link with an open invitation. Um, always rate five stars in review. If you uh, leave a five-star review, we will read it on on the air, I guess I'll say. Live. <laughs> Not live either, but I'll read it regardless. Um, I'm trying to go through real fast to see if we have one. So do you have anything you want to promote, Jordan, that we've that you've done the past couple of days on the network?
1: We had a win in six GSPN crossover the other day, uh, coordinating with Chris's Chris Milton's return. I should uh, do full names here. Um, yeah, it was me, Ty, and Adam. And just talking about all the various scenarios that play with Chris now finally back the bucks finally finally back and healthy with their whole roster pretty much at this point. It's just a matter of you know going through all the nightly absences. But yeah, we did that. and that still is kind of relevant too. I mean even though it's been a couple of days, um, yeah, so yeah check that out win in six on the Euro step feed because it's two and one two and one feed.
2: I'm pretty sure this is a new review. Yeah, it's from John, and we're way late to reading it, so apologies to John, to uh, to reading your review. Better late, late than never. Better late told. than never. This is from uh, John in the Discord. On we said uh, five stars. Only read five star ratings. What an incredible podcast. On Wednesday, October 26th, again, (laughs) I I, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. (laughs) So, on Wednesday, October 26th, I was made aware of an incident that took place during the GSPN playback for the Milwaukee Bucks involving NUMAC, other members of the GSPN network on stage, and the general chat. Adam McGee raised concerns over some, quote, off color remarks Numack made that he described as detrimental to the playoff play playback while wow, I carried detrimental to the playback chat and the Discord community at large. While on stage, NewMac was seen and heard making remarks that can only be described as inappropriate innuendos at one point when as far as looking directly into the camera, it didn't announce that he was brandishing a knife. It's <laughs> not the first time that HR has been notified of his language, and as a former head of HR, I started to think about the imp- prop i can't pronounce that word impropriety and how unethical it was for him to review uh his actions with impartiality after multiple interviews with other stage members reviewing the vod and conducting a peer review with members of chat i have reached my final recommendation that he must attend a workplace harassment training playback if not gspn should move the talk of should move to print toggle tundra merch immediately uh five stars this is a joke none of that happened (laughs) That was a roller coaster ride. <laughs> that was a roller coaster ride. The one thing that happened was that I read John's review a month and a half late. So
1: <laughs> sorry,
2: John. Sorry, John, buddy. <laughs> so if you want your review read just like that one on uh, allowed, go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I think Apple is the only one you can actually leave reviews on. Yeah. Go to Apple Podcasts, even if you're a Spotify listener and have an iPhone. Go drop over a uh, little five star rating review there. Would love to hear it. Um, other podcasts that went out this week: Adam and Andrew dropped their knockout stage pod for the World Cup. This is uh, they dropped it the morning or Saturday morning, pre United States disappointing us against the Netherlands. Um, but they'll be back at it again a couple times before the World Cup ends. Recording that way. Uh, those two are also posting cruising for a bruising pods and um, Eurostep will come up this week as well. I'm guessing Monday morning um, just as they've been doing all season thus far. So a lot of great stuff happening at the Eurostep podcast network. Like I said, go to gsp.info to get all those links to all those pods and some merch. Let's get into the holiday season, go grab some merch, uh, some comfy stuff as always. From the store purple one six merch talk with hundred merch all that good stuff um we will talk to you guys again this week for the mailbag keep an eye out for that and uh thank you jordan for thank you jordan for joining me on this bears victory podcast
1: thank you